This is True Parenting Audio, episode 58. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio, the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Today I'm going to be sharing with you 10 parenting moments when you know you must be doing something right. Not too long ago I shared with you an article that I wrote um, on the podcast that was entitled How to Enjoy the Parenting Roller Coaster. And in, in that article I talked about this parenting roller coaster that we're always on. It seems like we we struggle and we try and to do our best as parents and and I, I get messages all the time on social media as well as in my my email from parents that are are struggling. They've they've uh, dealt with a certain issue, and and they've done the best that they could. But they write to me and say, "I just I just don't know if I did the right thing." And they're always kind of we're always kind of second guessing ourselves about whether or not we did what we should or whether it was enough or whether we were wrong altogether. And and I've found that as parents, this is just kind of a natural thing. Even if we've done exactly what we should have as parents, we, we tend to to struggle with the, the idea that maybe we could have done more. But there are also those moments when we just watch our kids and and all of a sudden they do something that and know that that we must have done something right. And just a little while ago, my my wife was telling me about a, an incident that happened with our second son, Eli. Um, Eli had just turned seven years old and, and they were having a conversation one day and he turned to her and said, mom, is being a dad hard? And my wife wasn't exactly sure where that question came from or where he was headed with it. But she she responded as as well as she could, and she said, "Well, I ask Dad about that, but I think he would say that sometimes it's hard." And he went on to talk about all of the things that that dads do and and things like that, and um, and just mentioned how they seemed like they were they were hard things to do, and they were things that were kind of thankless. Um, they talked about uh, me going to work and different things like that. But then he turned and he asked another question. He said, why are parents nicer than kids? I mean, they don't yell or tease or pinch or, or do anything like that like kids do. Is that hard to do? It was with that question that Eli's real intent of the whole conversation was finally revealed. And he made a conscious notice 
um, he noticed that my wife and I hadn't yelled at them or we didn't call him and his brothers and his sister names or tease them or or hit them even. Um, and he noticed that we didn't show meanness or cruelty to, to them, um, even when things didn't necessarily go our way. And he knew how hard it was for him and his brothers to refrain from doing those types of behaviors when things were, were tough and stressful. And he wondered how parents did it. And his question helped us to see that, well, maybe, maybe we were doing something right. Maybe the kids did recognize those things. Um, now, whether or not I'm all those things all the time, I don't know. But at, the, at that moment, I realized that maybe, just maybe, I was doing at least something right. And sometimes it feels like I'm at my wit's end and with all the noise and the rowdy play and the teasing and fighting that go on beyond between my, my kids. Um, and like, I'm not doing much right at all as a parent. And I teach people every day, the true parenting principles all the time and, and still struggle from time to time with actually applying those skills consistently and, and those principles consistently. And not only that, but I also Sometimes even when I do apply those principles as, as well as I could, I sometimes don't know whether they're, they're working or they're doing any good or not. All the research and statistics in the world could show that certain true parenting principles or methods work in the long run. But those would never completely quiet that voice of uncertainty that comes and creeps into our heads at times. And it's, it's moments like this one with Eli that renew our faith and rekindle our fire of confidence that we're actually doing something right. And we're learning and growing and so are our children. I hope that each of you at, at some point just recently have had one of those aha feelings of, wow, I guess I must be doing something right with your kids as well. And I want to just share with you 10 of those moments for me. And I hope that you can relate to these moments and that you've seen these in your life with your kids as well. So number one is the first time you held your child. The funny thing about this particular moment is that at that point, we really haven't done much parenting at all. But there's something, there's this surge of joy and pride that comes about when we hold our child for the first time and we look into their face and just knowing that we've brought this child into the world. Number two is when you can actually calm your child's cries. I know that in the first few weeks of life, my kids have always wanted their mom. And I've even talked before on the blog about how being a dad, I've had some times where I kind of feel pretty much useless in the first few days and weeks of my kids' lives. But I can see the look in my wife's face of I must be doing something right when someone else picks up our baby and is holding them and they're crying and they're fussy and they hand them over to mom and they quiet right down and settle right into her shoulder. 
And you can see that that is one of those moments for, for a mom. And later on for me, when I'm also able to do that with my children, when, when they nestle right into me and they're able to calm down and maybe it's a, maybe it's kind of a, a prideful thing for us to, to think as parents, but there really is something to that fact that we feel like we're the only ones that, that can actually do that, that can calm them in those moments. And, and that's kind of one of those, those times that I think that we think I must be doing something right. Number three is when they can do something, anything really by themselves. Almost every first our children have tend to produce this inner acknowledgement that we must be doing something right. We feel this when our kids start to roll or crawl or walk or talk or even recite the ABCs or read a word. Uh, Really, any time our kids do anything of any kind of accomplishment, it seems like is one of those moments. My oldest son right now is has just recently learned to play the song Heart and Soul on the piano. And this is one that everybody plays when when they're first starting the piano, but he's so excited about it. And the first time that he played that for me, I thought, wow, he's really taking initiative to learn new things and to learn the piano. And we must be doing something right there. Now, the millionth time that he played it, Uh, I didn't quite have the same experience with it, but I still appreciated his independence and the initiative. So number four is when they run to you with open arms. For me, this is one of my favorite moments of the day. It's when I walk in the door after work and my kids run to me to the door and say, daddy, and, and run and wrap their arms around my legs and And those types of times, that genuine expression of love and a desire to be with you and to be really glad to have you in their presence helps us to know and to feel like, wow, we must be doing something right to to be able to receive such a genuine expression of love. Number five is when they tell truth, even when it's hard to tell the truth. Sometimes this one kind of catches parents off guard because what our children might reveal to us is not always pleasant. I remember an instance when one of my clients told his mother that he had broken her glasses by accident because he was playing in her room without her permission. And the little boy could have left them there and his mother never would have known that he had broken the glasses. But instead, the little boy went straight to his room to figure out what to do. And when he actually emerged from his room, he took the glasses to his mom and said, Mom, I'm sorry I broke your glasses. It's okay if I'm in trouble. And thankfully, this mother handled it beautifully, and she thanked him for his honesty. And she acknowledged to me that she knew that it was very hard for him and that she was glad that he had learned something about honesty. Did you get that at the end? She actually said, I'm so glad that he learned something from me. I'm glad that I did something right. Number six is when they sit down on the couch to read to their siblings. 
One of the most rewarding parts of my oldest son learning how to read has been his willingness to sit down with his siblings and to read them a story. There are few things that warm my heart quite like seeing all of my kids cuddled up under a blanket on the couch reading Fred and Ted. When I see that, I see how they mimic and imitate the reading routines that my wife and I have done with them. And it's so rewarding to see that. Number seven is when they're sleeping. This is another one of those things like holding them when they're first born. It's not really that I've done anything, but they just look so cute and peaceful and angelic when they're laying there drooling on their pillow. For that period of time, everything is okay and calm. Plus, in some cases, just getting them to sleep may be quite the accomplishment. Number eight is when they help without being asked to help. We definitely have to be doing something right if the kids say something like, Mom, can I help you do that? My oldest son loves to tease us when he does things without being asked. He'll say something like, Dad, you should really take your shoes up to your room. And I'll go to pick them up, and he's already done it for me. My second son often expresses love by serving others and will perform acts of service without being asked at times. And it's always touching to me to see him do something, whether cleaning up or coloring a picture for his brother or sister or his mom. And those kinds of things are just uh, another one of those times where we just feel like, well, we must be doing something right. Number nine is when they give freely thoughtfully, and for no apparent reason, really. A while back, I saw a mother and her three children standing in the hall at church. One of them had gotten a small, fun-sized candy bar as a treat in his Sunday school class. And his two siblings hadn't received anything in their classes. And the two other children stood there with their eyes fixed on that candy bar. And even though I could tell it was all they could do not to whine and complain that it wasn't fair that they didn't get a treat, miraculously, they didn't complain. They just stared at the candy bar with downcast countenances. To the pleasant surprise of the children and absolute astonishment of the mother, her child with the candy bar opened the candy and with the most delicate precision broke the bar into three almost perfectly even pieces, and gave them to his siblings. You've never seen a more proud look cross a mother's face. She had seen me watch the whole exchange and said in passing on the way out of the building, I guess they are learning something after all. All the times in the past that he had refused to share with his siblings or taunted his siblings seemed to just melt away in that moment. Finally, number 10 when they comfort their brother or sister. There's so many times that our our kids go on playing without giving a second thought for their brother or sister that is hurt. Maybe they were even the one that inflicted the pain. Every once in a while, however, you'll see them put their arm around a younger sibling, talk in a soothing voice, or try to cheer them up with one of their favorite things, or even try to bandage up the injury at times. 
and we get a glimpse at times of their empathy muscle growing in strength. And we see our own comforting tones come out of their mouths and bless the life of another. And this is the kind of stuff of Hallmark cards and Facebook parenting memes. We can't help but think in these instances, maybe I have done something right. And these I must be doing something right moments are happening all the time. They happen every day. It's important to pause every so often and say, well, look at that. I must be doing something right. And the truth is that regardless of the struggles you're having and the negatives that are so easy to focus on, you're probably doing more right than you give yourself credit for. And the trick is to see the positive things that are happening, the things that are going right, and to build upon them. Be grateful when those glimpses come and continue to to apply the true principles that allow them to happen more often and make them come closer together. Your child is learning. They are growing. And you are doing something right. In closing, what are some of the moments that made you think, I must be doing something right? How can you continue to build on those moments? I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope that these things have have struck you in some way and that you've recognized those moments and you've also recognized that indeed you are doing something right all the time. And again, I thank you so much for listening to the True Parenting audio podcast and for checking in with us at trueparenting.net. You can find the the podcast written up in, in the article 10 Parenting Moments when you know that you must be doing something right at trueparenting.net. If any of you have any questions for me, go ahead and come on over to facebook.com slash trueparenting. You can message me over there or you can send me an email at andysmithson at trueparenting.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope everything goes wonderfully for you today and have a great day. We'll see you next time.